Hello, everyone. You are back in the club. How good for you. How good for us. We're all here today on, what is this, April the 8th, 2017, for another episode of the Saturday Friends Club. Yes. Eric, how'd I do this time? Uh, it was pretty pretty good. Like okay. High energy, leading in. I, okay. I like, it's a club, like, uh, like we have a clubhouse. Yes. I don't think there's a tree within a hundred, like a hundred miles of here. A uh, hundred miles. We're not in the Sahara. Uh, let's see. We have. Uh, well, you are like this city. I don't know. <laughs> this city. Uh, we've had a lot of rain, so it's been good. Uh, Martin's here with us again. Hi, everybody. I'm back. Returning weird, weird voice maker. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I like to do weird sound effects at night. Uh, you're, you're our. Um, nice. That raises too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Says Sabrina. <laughs> nah, I have no questions. Sometimes, sometimes I like, look, like sing myself to sleep. See, like, exactly. Like, like, full, like. Uh, it's just a guy thing. We we always make weird sound effects at night. We we all are like secretly <laughs> just noisemakers. Just like time to just do just. Uh, Pat Oswalt has a, a first name. <laughs> well, Pat Oswalt has a really good thing of just like never. I, I I know that my car is bugged. But you know, I I have to believe that the that the LAPD just has a like. All right, we got another one of the Oswalds where it's just him, just in his car, just going. So many Mexicans out. You know, just him. Well, well, okay, but you also voluntarily brought Alexa into your house. Yes. So, oh, well, thank you. Now, oh, she didn't trigger this time. Shh, don't say thank anything. God. There's so many times, especially there's been commercials where they've said it, or or, or the worst is YouTube videos. Where oh yeah, where that was hilarious. Well, I mean, now now that you've reminded me that there is an Alexa in the room, I have to wonder all of that pre-show material. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. To some that will be server. used against you in a court of law. Oh God, yes, yes, all the pre-show material that will also be used against us because it will probably go up on the Patreon. So yeah, well, we'll go be, up on the Patreon. Yeah, if you want to yeah. hear about uh, ghosts. Which has been updated, by the way, if any of you are out there. Uh, I put a post up saying, hey, this is the Patreon. And once we get our first person, the first person that actually uh, joins the Patreon is going to get like an awesome like title. And I don't know, I'll, I'll do cool and, stuff And we for take them. Bitcoins now, right? Oh, yes, totally. Yeah, yeah we do take Bitcoin. I, I will take one, one Bitcoin. One Bitcoin that is will, like $1,000 right now. I will print it out. I will have it. I had, I had friends that were on to Bitcoin like six <sighs> years ago. They were just like, oh man, this online cryptocurrency. I'm like, you are talking oh, stupid madness. There's a there's a there's a Bitcoin like billboard on uh, on Lawrence. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. It's like exit like here for fiat currency, and it was like Bitcoin forward to the future. I wow. see that every time I, I drive up for our game, and it's it's very funny. Like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I there- hope that that is that is something that will be left up. When the apocalypse happens, and that's like in the background, and it's it's like on fire, and but it's there. <sighs> what it's a like, time to be alive! I know, you, where you can just get some weird online cryptocurrency, and yeah, this is worth something ostensibly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, there's some. Uh, thank you. Uh, you guys are supposed to keep talking. Oh, we do. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. So the, there are some merchants that accept Bitcoin, and I mean, I've, I've been to a couple of restaurants where they do all listeners of the podcast option. all rise for the national anthem. That was not the national anthem. I know, but, but, it's but next. it should have been. But it's next. But it should have been. I, I agree. It's the our runner-up. Our national yeah. anthem is pretty shitty. It is a pretty shitty. It's anthem. just. It's, it's not that it's shitty. It's just that you know you want a national anthem that everyone can like sing, and the national anthem is really difficult to sing. Unlike America the Beautiful, which is very easy to sing. Yeah. That's the main issue. I just want it to be Ramstein's America. America, America is wonderful. Oh yeah, that's and then they bring up Wonder Bra, and I'm just like, really? Yeah. I love Ramstein. Oh, the, so you, good. You've seen you've seen the video for Mindland, right? Oh, Mindland. Oh, I've seen that one. Mindland. I, I remember watching it for for the first time, and it's like Beach Boys. And I'm like, this oh, is gonna God. get weird, isn't it? And then oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that, just, yeah, just gotta wait. That, that that video is fantastic. Yeah. Have uh, you seen the music video for Sona? Oh, yeah. oh my god! It's it starts. It's just weird because it's like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, but it's like super dirty. Yeah, <laughs> and the and the and the dwarves are total are total. Uh, have, you seen, have you seen video? Have you seen video from their co- like their concert footage? Um, I think I've seen some, but it was a while ago. Well, Ramstein. 
Ramstein. Ramstein. Nothing like a, a metal band, which you know what there are a few metal bands in. Kevin Smith's Clerks. Uh, oh. te- Remember, te- they had te- the berserker. It did. There was the berserker. There was the berserker. Technically, te- berserker. technically yes. Ramstein's oh. industrial. I don't care. Uh, they're technically, I needed a segue. Uh, how do you say that? They're like a subgenre of industrial. Rommel, berserker. <laughs> <laughs> something make, cock. Make something fuck cock. You. <laughs> oh yes i should probably also mention that uh so i've taken off the explicit listing on itunes because we don't swear that much but then we do a kevin smith movie god f- damn it these mother f- bitches of this f- played f- now, all right, cool. So I'm gonna, right, back on. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to bleep or what. But, uh, <laughs> Please just bleep all of it. With beep. Can yeah. you, wait, can, can our like uh, our kind of bleep noise just be the little like the, the intro guitar or like, what? That, that's what we used to bleep stuff out. What the the bam bam bam? Yeah, just the little, little guitar. It's, it's, like wow. a, it's like a metal ocelot. Whenever they bleep out the word, whenever they bleep out the word. It's like little, it's the guitar riff going. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can That's see what I can awesome. do. I might, I might, I have interstitials, but they're all like t- five seconds long. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see if I can make your odd request work. But yeah, well, so clerks. It's, it's clerks. It's Kevin Smith. It's you know, it's <laughs> naughty twenty-year-olds talking about how they're not supposed to be working today. It's mm-hmm. it's the high it, it's the high water mark. Yes, of yep. Kevin Smith. Yep. Um, so this is my uh, my election this time. I want I actually do Good. enjoy Kevin Smith movies. They are they vary in quality uh, from uh, from what I will say is your dogma all the way down to your I don't know what Kev, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back Tusk. T- oh, I haven't man. seen Tusk. It's dumb. It's it's yeah. I don't like Red State was all right, but I'm just like oh, this is so odd. Um, but you know, it, I think that he, it, when it comes to dialogue, he's great, but tell you what, mm. let me, uh, let me go ahead and hit the button here. Yeah, right. Uh, we can go ahead and get into, uh, clerks. All right, Kevin Smith's writer and director debut, a movie that took $27,000 in credit card credit to make. And it shows. Yeah, well, it does. It has, like, three locations. (laughs) Yes, all of total. I think the other two take a total of what? A minute out of the film? I'm, I'm really curious to see if they actually, like... That funeral home. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because they never actually go inside. I'm yeah. wondering if they just shot that scene. Probably like just someone's house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there has to be some some rich asshole that they know that they were able to uh, convince to uh, use their house for a movie. I mean, it's just it's just a house. Like, it might... It, did, it, did it actually have a sign No, for they a had funeral? a sign. Okay. I, I, yeah. I'm wondering if the place was just closed. <laughs> and they just ran out from the front? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all... That's completely possible. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. The, the, the there's, like, weird, interesting shortcomings of the movie. Like, the fact that the shutters are closed, there's actually a reason. Because when they recorded it, they recorded the all the scenes at night. So, because oh. those shutters would be closed, you couldn't tell if it was actually dark outside or not. So the daytime scenes could still be shown. It would just have that black da- backdrop because the shutters were closed. Right. right. You know, so it still had some continuity to it. But it's, you know, it's, as I said, it was made on a supremely small budget. Uh, I've, I've listened through, like, some of Kevin Smith's backing of, of like, <laughs> explaining how it happened and him just going, like, oh. I did all, all I'm sure, nine thousand hours of him talking about this movie. <laughs> I mean, he. The one thing that I will say, so, things may not make sense in his movies. Things may not go together, but the man not, strings dialogue. They may not be good, <laughs> but uh, I, I, that's that's the thing I was gonna say on the on the Kevin Smith dialogue, and it like I hadn't. Like I knew that was a thing in his other movies, but seeing Clerks now, I I have not seen this movie before. Okay, it was one of those movies like oh, everyone's like oh, is he Clerks, Clerks, Greenland, whatever, whatever. So if I watched it for this podcast, watched it last night. Okay, it's still fresh. Um, 
I Kevin Smith is like a bargain bin Tarantino. I could I, I'll I'll agree with that. They they he he very clearly like has a they have the similar idea of like characters talking about nonsense in this kind of like bantery like there's a beat to it almost. Mm-hmm. Um except like I mean it's it's hit or miss for Tarantino sometimes too, but I think Tar- like his Tarantino movies are about a little bit more. So this was like interesting and it had funny moments in terms of like the, the what the word the interplay and the wordplay that they're doing but i felt it felt kind of it fell flat like a lot of it is like so stilted it's like okay come on well yeah no one, they, no one talks like these this. are come people on. with yeah. no acting chops minus oh, one person yes i'm gonna say this is the like i i, I might maybe the controversial opinion of this episode but i think jason muse is the best actor in this movie oh i completely be, disagree be, because he is be, well because he is playing like himself yeah, or okay. he, he's everyone actually, else is playing a cartoon. He's playing who he used to be. That's the odd part, right? Mm. Like he used to be that exact same person of just like, oh yeah, smoking weed. Da, da, da. But he actually like reformed a little bit, a and little so bit. and then went back down again. Well, but I had what, to go look his story up. Yeah, well, what was weird is that so Kevin wrote the role for him and said like, okay, you'll say these things, and he's like, I. I'd never say these things. It's like, this was you a year ago. <laughs> this was you. You said all these things. You went down on a on the trackball of an arcade machine. You do these things. I, I just, like, yeah, uh, I, I didn't, like, I didn't believe, like, Randall, his dialogue is all just like, come on. A Randall is a little try hard. I, I also, same, Dante is, in some ways. Dante, Dante is, is like, insufferable. Uh, well, he's insufferable, and he's very like Seinfeldian in his response to everything. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little obnoxious at times. You're just kind of like, come on. So, so I, I mean, this is the thing. I think this is. Uh, I think people have said this about Kevin Smith movies in general. Is like you're either like this movie is either written for you or written exactly not for you. Like mm-hmm. people either seem to really like Kevin Smith or just like hate his guts. I think in this, it's it's a slice of like the '90s suburban like. Dis- disappointment, disillusionment. Yes, yeah. this movie. I I did watch this movie and like, oh man, like I, I was gonna say this is this is my th- like this is me coming out of that movie was like, I hate all of these people, but I know who these like I yes, I, exactly. I have met these that, people. I know about a, it. Yeah, that's the feeling that I got. It's like, oh my god, video store that I've been to that to the like, local the person that's in it that refuses to leave the job just yeah. because it's just the comfy job they know well, yeah then there's a yeah. ga- then there's a gal that you know who's going up in the world but is still obsessed with the next boyfriend and it's just ridiculous. I, I i and then like i've worked at a hobby store and i worked with some like very clerks s characters over the time i was there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so yeah this no this was like i will say this is a good this is one of those movies that this this if if, if anyone wanted to learn about like what is like the, the millennials of then were? This is like nineties, like oh, this is Gen X right up there. I yeah. what really solidified, crystallized even this for me is like when the scene where they're running from the funeral home and it starts playing Bad Religion. I'm like, oh my god, this yeah. is like, like yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. So, the the soundtrack of it is probably is probably the best part of the movie. Yes. Yeah, the it soundtrack is a good is soundtrack. Great. All right, so let's see the details of it. 1994 Clerks runs about an hour and a half for you. Uh, released uh, 9th of November 1994. Oddly enough, in France first, IMDb says for some reason. Yeah, because the French will get it. <laughs> oh. Well, the French get all of it. Le, no. cl- Le Clerc. <laughs> that's, the, that's the general. Ah. Uh, let's see. A day in the lives of two convenience store clerks named Dante, Dante and Randall clerps. as they... Uh, <laughs> clerps. Uh, as they annoy customers, discuss movies, and play hockey on the store roof. Um... Uh, let's see. Let's go with Sabrina. You this this has actually been your first time watching it as well, mm-hmm. um, and I got to kind of have that nice like, oh, I know this movie. I enjoy it. Let me turn to her every few moments to see how she's re- how she's. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see it? <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So, what was your feeling? I don't know. Like it was different, um, but I kind of liked it. There were like definitely a couple spots where I was like, "Oh my god, these guys are ridiculous," but they're kind of like fun to watch. Um, it was a little frustrating though because, like, with Randall, because it was just like, 
how do you still have your job? Like, uh, like Dante was like yelling at him later in the movie about how how can you talk to customers like that? And you know, and he he and Dante ends up getting in trouble for it later. And I'm like, oh yeah, I I know that feeling. I would be pissed too because like I've worked in customer service. I know what that's like. And the fact that Randall's over there just telling customers whatever the hell he wants. Like sometimes he's even like rude to them. Without, you know, without any real reason to be rude to Like them. the spitting on the guy? that Like that one particular scene, I was like, whoa, dude, I completely yeah, forgot. Yeah, it was totally uncalled for. Yeah. It's just like, I, I was just like, I would have lost my job if I had done something like that. I, I, I think the most cringe, uh, for me, really, I think the most cringy was like both of the female characters in this movie and just like, like, they just treat them like shit. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, like, they, they, they're, they, 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 like. If this is meant to be a realistic portrayal, it is two women who, like, really need to, like... <laughs> the weird thing is, is that both of them are also going to college, so there's that kind of underlying threat of, like, oh, yeah, they're they're trying to build something out of their lives, but they're still entrapped in these, like, stupid, pointless romances, and... Uh... Yeah, so maybe, maybe Veronica really is just the hero of the story. I, I think Dante's so. Dante's a piece of yeah. shit. Yeah. It, it really is. Like, Dante, uh, The when I watch it, I'm just like, I really can't sympathize with Dante, because Dante kind of is an asshole. Yeah, like, yeah. he really he, is. As he much is. as he whines, and it's just like, you're supposed to feel sympathetic for him he's just an ass that's just like oh well veronica's been real nice for me but i just don't know and man do i like caitlin even though she cheated on me constantly and i'm still learning people she cheated on me with I, the yeah the whole subplot about like how many dicks she sucked yeah like, what is it 37 dicks in a row in a row well i like that like threw me because it's like okay but that they open that that's like right away in the movie and so it's like yeah. okay so so we're like, are we supposed to like? I, I was trying to suss out the movie of like, so are we supposed to sympathize with Dante or is the movie like, oh look at this asshole? I think it's I think it's both ways. I there's actually a really interesting like playoff there of just the idea of like, well, how many people have you had sex with? Oh, I've had sex with three. Is like, oh well, I feel sorry, and then later finding out, oh, but I've given thirty seven blowjobs, and he's like, that's sex. Well, but, and she's like, "No, that's well, different." Okay, I think it's. Like, I think it's meant to. I, I think like to a, 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 the idea would be this is supposed to show a double standard between like men and women because he's like. Or I just think a double standard in general. I don't even yeah. know if that's like. Well, I, I was going more just the fact that like he like he feels like he has the right to flip out because she has like slept with X number of people and sucked like you know Y number of dicks, and he's like, "Well, I slept with twelve women," but he's like, I, but he gets to, but he like freaks out over her. And she was like super apologetic about it. I'm like, Ugh, this is like hard to watch. Yeah, and it's, it, it's the idea. Like, yeah, the, the the guy is gonna freak out about this. Well, as he's just like, no, nah, I just do whatever I want. It's fine. And like, uh, I I felt like that was maybe what they were trying to show, but the movie like handles it very clumsily. I think it's it's also very one thing that's kind of weird and odd about this is just like looking at the post stuff that comes after this i mean obviously there's a clerks too and there's also the clerks animated series and if you want to just take like take these characters from this you know this kind of obscene movie and you know all the all the dirty jokes and everything and let's just scrub every faucet facet of their personality yeah, I, away everything that makes them like possibly unique yeah and then just like the pretty much is just like it's two convenience store clerks it's, and go okay yeah. all of this movie and i, I had to look this up and, like the, i I didn't realize all of Kevin Smith's movies are connected. Like he thinks yes. he's like fucking Will. The View Askew averse. He thinks he's like he, uh, he thinks he's like Will Anderson or something. Oh God! And can we please talk about or, the fuck fucking no. View View Askew intro with the clown? Yeah, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was so weird. I, but I, 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 not not Will. Uh, okay. Anyway, I just wanted to say like I thought I, Kevin Smith comes across as like he told one good joke and he's like, all right, well now I'm just gonna like pump this to the maximum. So, like, I'm going to make everything about this, like, what is essentially a one-beat joke. Like, I, this, this movie did not need a sequel. I don't... I, I, I would agree that the that the movie would not need a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basis for the sequel is the fact that it's like, well, this is their this is their story from in their 20s. The sequel is this is their story in the 30s. And, the, like, I watched that and I was like, ah, you know, I, I kind of feel for that. But it's also... It's... Clerks was 
Clerks was good because it was bad. And that's what I'll say. Clerks was crappy, and it was the crappiness made it good for me. Well, like, but that's the thing. It's like the the movie, like you're saying, is like this is them. This is them in this kind of arrested development state in their twenties. And when it goes to like, if Clerks two, I've not seen it, goes to them in their their thirties, then that's necessarily that's like necessitating a movie about a more mature. Because it's just like if they're thirty and acting exactly the same, it's like okay, this is like no longer even like kind of. Fun because like okay, I'm just watching a movie of a bunch of morons. Well, they're more mature, but then they're still dumb in their own ways. I mean, that's that's it. It you it loses some of the romantic subplot, but it's still right. dumb. And I will say this much: for like this, this movie is fine and everything, but like as far as the other View Askew movies, like yeah, Dogma is great, but Dogma is not great because of Jay and Silent Bob. No, like, no, you could cut them out of the movie and it'd be still be great. No, I. I Jay and Silent Bob are just they they, they I, take I on this very give a shit. they they take on this weird spot and I I think that their purpose in this was just to be the is just to take up these like I'm sure that it is just like these are people that are around it's like the weird stone guy that just floats in and floats out of scenes <laughs> mm-hmm. you know he just floated into the ambulance and sat there and ate a sandwich right. while you know while Caitlin is just freaking out he's just like. I'm just eating this, and then the the doors close, and he got like. I well, think that it's it's a microcosms of like people that he actually saw because this was the convenience store he worked at. So right. it was like, okay, well, I know the the drug dealers that hang around the store, and it's like, okay, well, I need to make characters around them, and I'll make you know, I'll make them like stupid but enjoyable in a way but at the end i'm going to have them like be a little bit prophetic yeah that's it they, they felt like they're, they're set up like oh they're, they're like okay like kevin smith writing it's like i'm gonna make them and they're gonna be the two characters and you think that they're just these idiot stoners but then the, the movie they come back and they they reveal everything and it's like the last and like it's it's and especially since kevin smith is playing silent bob it felt very gratuitous. Oh, well, I mean, that's what he said. He he said when he was making it, he originally wrote Randall for himself, but yeah. found that he couldn't carry the character, so he made he he put Silent Bob as himself so he could have I mean, he straight up says, so I could have the best line in the movie. <laughs> like he's just like, "Listen, if I'm going $27,000 into debt for this movie because he had no clue, like he was just making this movie." He had no clue that it was going to get picked up by Miramax, that it was going to be a big hit. He was just like, if I'm going to go $27,000 into debt for a a movie that my mom's going to hate, then I might as well have it so I could pull it out every once in a while. I'm like, ha ha, I had the best line. Hooray. Now is sounding more and more like this George Lucasian character. um, And that, like, he's a guy, like, originally he was, had an interesting story and made like a, you know, took a risk, made an experimental movie that became big and successful and then just kind of like went in a weird direction and now is kind of insufferable. I st- I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's insufferable. I I still think he's a good he's a good storyteller is not the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I I I've, I've listened to him like <laughs> tell his like long-winded stories in like in various episodes of other podcasts and like I've seen interviews and stuff and just like Okay, like, and he tells the same story, yeah. and it's like, I, yeah. I, I, I find him engaging. I guess that'd, that'd be the word that I'd say. I find, I find what he does engaging at times. It can hit, it can miss. Yeah. Uh, I also understand, like, the, the ones that I've seen, like, are probably the very best, like, the Shining Gems, like, the story about him uh, when he was doing a documentary for Prince, like, is, that's insane. Um and I think you can still find those clips on YouTube. Right. Um, but, you know, I I can enjoy it because it, it was one of these, like, this very well could have just been nothing. Like, it was just like, I'm doing this because I like movies and I don't care. I'm putting it out there. Or I'm going to put it out there, and who knows? You know, all of a sudden it's see, it's seen. Uh, I forget if it's Sundance that it made the big hit, and then Miramax picks it up and distributes it, and he's like, "Holy crap! My twenty-seven thousand dollar mistake that my mom hates is now actually a career for me, and I can make a career." Which leads into Mallrats, which is essentially Clerks but with money, <laughs> right. with, a, with more of a budget. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I just going back to the original point. It's one of those things that, like, I I think certain people will really like this movie. And other people will like 
I, I appreciate it for what it is, but like I I have no desire to keep like to watch Clerks two or to watch other like Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. I think what it kind of comes down to is that it's a bit of a nostalgia binge, right? You go yeah. back into you know those fleeting moments of your of your teen years or of your childhood, and you remember these specific locations, these characters that you had to confront in various parts of your life, and. You just you just think of it with a bit of fondness, but it's also like, ah, man, thank God I I don't have to deal with yeah. this anymore. We're like, oh man, I knew this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and and the part that really resonated for me was like some of the conversations between, um, uh, uh, of course, um, Dominic and sorry, the other guy, Dante and Randall. Da- yeah, oh. Dante, why did I say Dominic? Right, Dante and Randall. Like the conversations between Dante and Randall, in some way, in at least some of their earlier conversations in the movie, are very reminiscent of conversations that I've had with my best friend. You know about about shit that we were right, but also, but like, if your best friend just kind of like is like literally kicking back and is just like smirking while telling this like stilted story, it's just like, oh. Well, it was a, he's a former best friend. Okay. Oh, there we go. There you <laughs> yeah. go. But I mean, it, it is that, and I mean, the, and we all know we've all we're all very familiar with the with the whole debate about the uh, destruction of the Death Star, uh, <laughs> <laughs> destruction of the Death Star discussion that happens, and the whole you know popular, the, basically that becoming a pop a pop culture reference that that seats into various uh, into various realms. And one that has even had academic papers written about it because it's such a such a novel thing is to really just take something as uh, mundane as the destruction of the of the second Death Star in um in in Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, and to be able to posit the thing that well, actually, you know, the rebels weren't so pure in that intent because they they were you know in addition to all of the Imperials that were on the station, now you're also killing contractors that were working there, and you know a lot of those contractors were there because they needed to feed their families, and what's more lucrative than a government contract to be able that to work for you know work for the Imperial government to be able to make good money to be able to have benefits to support your family. And you know, it's just yeah. That 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 discussion was like amusing, but it's like, it, it, for the reason for like this this movie is very like Seinfeldian. Yeah, it feels very much like a weird like Seinfeld, but with these like burnt out like twenty something idiots. Yeah, in, instead of what they are on the show, because like they have the same like a a meandering like punctuated car- like discussion about some sort of ridiculous pop culture subject. Right, but at the same time, haven't we all gotten into meandering? discussions about pop culture yeah it's just like well, the whole movie is just non-stop yeah it is it is that it really is that kind of non-stop just it's, it's just it's torrent like, of torrent of crazy uh pop culture um yeah. discussions at the time and also um interjected between these uh these romantic in quotations um interactions between some of the uh between uh of course uh dante and veronica and uh caitlin the dead, the dead guy seemed like that was a bit much. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't really understand the point of that. I feel like it could have, they, they could have taken that conflict in a different direction. <laughs> but instead, it's like, well, fucking necrophilia, here it, we go. <laughs> yeah, and it, it made no sense for why Caitlin was just like she went to the bathroom and suddenly thought Dante was going to be there and fuck her. Like, yeah, it, it's just like, yeah, that's. Well, like the whole scene in which they're talking to like the the investigator afterwards, and she's like, "Oh yeah," and like this is not the weirdest case. I had to like the, like the guy's it's the guy's cousin, mm-hmm. and it's just like, "Oh, that was that's another just like like come on, this is this is this is like ridiculous." Yeah, I mean, by goodness gracious, even the scene with the tax collector coming in later because of um, uh, to find the five hundred dollars for um, selling the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, selling the cigarettes right. to a to a minor is just. Okay. Okay. The, well, would it surprise you to know that the yes. uh, that okay? There you go. I'm <laughs> glad you're surprised. Um, there was an ori- There was a ending that was cut from the movie where Dante shot was shot and killed at the end. <laughs> there actually was a cut where just straight up a guy comes in. I suppose it's right after like Randall throws like the 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 Randall shoe. Leaves. Randall leaves throws the shoe polish like sign onto him and I guess a guy just comes in with a gun shoots Dante and ta-da there's the end right. it's just like wow you want to you want to end this on like the bleakest fucking just darkest sketch you could yeah rather than after the- this poor guy has had a pretty rough day I'll po- be it poor assholeish guy yeah, yeah poor assholeish guy it that had a terrible day it was his fault that he had such a terrible day to be quite honest but- yeah. yeah I feel like this could be adapted into a stage play I mean, yeah, I could see, I could see the premise definitely being adapted, <laughs> like a one set play. It's just the, it's just the, just the little grocery mart. Yeah, I was not supposed to be 
here today. Yeah. But I, I was supposed to be here today. Yeah. Thirty-seven. I, I, I did like the, I did like that he just takes like coffee grounds and just pours them into the like the lid of the cookie jar and just pours milk into it. Oh yeah. god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was that was pretty funny. Yeah, there are some visual elements of the film that are just really memorable for me. I I love the scene where the cat was pooping in the, <laughs> in the litter box. The guys like, yeah. the watching cat. it very intently. Yeah, just like really fascinated by this cat just pooping in a litter box. The egg guy and the milkmaid. Oh, yeah, the egg guy. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, funny. Uh, the milkmaid actually was Kevin Smith's mom. Really? So, really? <laughs> yeah. That's adorable. Actually was his mom. Uh, let's see. So she agreed to be in the movie even though she hated it. <laughs> well, she didn't know how awful it was oh, until... Oh, okay. I, 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 and then like... A, yeah, there's there's elements like that which are which are fun in the movie. I, I do appreciate the part at the end where he's just like he Randall like kind of gives up the goat and he's just like we act like we're so superior to these people, but like we're just sitting here like with these dumb jobs like a monkey could do it. Yeah, exactly. I right? like that as the like we get to the end of it. And he's like, oh okay. Oh, we haven't talked about like the like the the Dante's Inferno parallel here. Oh yeah, well that, that's mentioned in here. Uh, the Clerks is loosely based on the Divine Comedy by Dante. How you say it? Aller, Aller, Alighieri. Alighieri. <laughs> Hence the name of the protagonist, right? Dante yeah. Hicks. And there are nine breaks in the movie to represent the nine rings of hell. Right. I I actually like. I I want to go back and tell Ken Smith uh, you did the wrong reference there. Uh, it felt this actually felt like I don't think anyone else here has read Ulysses. No, 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 no. Joyce scholars here. Okay. Uh, uh, well, then, even listening, if you are listening and you have read uh, James Joyce's Ulysses, I think this movie is mo- structurally feels more like that because it's it, like Ulysses. It's a like uh, kind of an everyman who is stuck in a like rut in his life, and it the the story takes place over the course of a single day, and it's about like the characters he meets and him dealing with these kind of existential issues and also like a bunch of weird infidelity issues of both. His infidelity and his like partner's infidelity, um, and he's got like an asshole friend, who the story is also partially about. So I, I think it like I, I remember watching this and like this is like almost you almost Ulyssian, and I would almost give Kevin Smith credit, but I'm sure he was just like I'm like I'm gonna throw this Inferno reference. It's gonna kill. It's gonna, this movie's gonna be so smart. I, I think you would think him a little bit more nefarious than he actually is. Yeah, like this. You have to remember this is like. 20 year old hasn't made it yet Kevin Smith like he's taking out credit cards like he hasn't gotten to the point with like the money and the snoochie to the boochies like all that all that point that this is this is just like nobody Kevin Smith right and I don't know that's why I think he's kind of like George Lucas in that way and that he was early on this like like a kind of a a kind of a forward-thinking experimental filmmaker taking big risks on something yeah, because he, he had nothing to lose with this. Yeah, and so like I think that's interesting. And then like Lucas, like once he once they were just like, okay, do what you want, and he's just like makes garbage. Uh, you could yeah, I you could you could go for that. I, I said I think Mallrats is fine. Uh, Dogma I think is probably his fa- favorite work. I've not seen Chasing Amy, so I can't. I... I, yeah, I can't not, state on that one. I haven't seen that either. Oh, well, I mean, I'll definitely be part of our tour. Oh boy! I'm just I, I, as I was saying, I don't think I don't think Dogma's success is his doing. Really, I really liked Dogma. Dogma was like no, one of great. my love first films. I think I saw from him. So said it made his mom cry, but in a good way. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, because I, because a lot of it dealt with she, he grew up Catholic, his family was Catholic and he, he, she was like, "No, this this deals with a lot of the problem of Catholicism." Oh, and it's, said, it's, she said yeah. she identified with the main character so in ways that he will never know. Wow. <laughs> no, that, I mean that I will say that much about Dogma since we're talking about that is like that movie is is like is a great like Catholic guilt the movie. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's uh, and like I I love it cuz that movie apparently was very polarizing, but like I I the lots of the the very Catholic people I know like love that movie. Wow, because really? Because they actually have a sense of well, because whether or not you have a sense of humor, like yeah, because it's like it's not like blasphemous or really or like anti-Catholic. It's just like we're gonna have fun with this premise. Yeah, and it's it's quite it's quite funny. And you know, Alan Rickman, R.I.P. Like he's great. He's great in that movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see some other little uh, facts here. Let's see. Uh, as said, um, the film was shot in 21 days straight. Kevin Smith would clock in at 6 a.m., finish up his job at 11 p.m. He would then shoot until 4 a.m. and have two hours sleep. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. For 21 days straight. Uh, I would not be able to function. <laughs> uh, see, Divine Comedy, we said that. Uh, Jason Raitman, who uh, you may know as the uh, creator of Up in the Air, Juno, Thank You for Sno- Smoking, and Young Adult, uh, actually stated that uh, Kevin Smith's Clerks was what gave him the desire to be a filmmaker, which is very bizarre considering the fact that Iman Raitman created Ghostbusters. <laughs> Kevin Smith jokingly said, you're the son of Ivan Reitman. You grew up on the sets of Ghostbusters and Stripes. It took me for you to know you could be a director? <laughs> because funny. he set the bar so low. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can be a director <laughs> now. <laughs> just this wow. monster. Wow, can. Sabrina taking shots there. Just As if out. I haven't been just like trashing Kevin Smith the entire episode. No, right. I, it's like I, and I like you know, like I said, I've seen a couple Kevin Smith movies, so you know, I I tend to like I said, a Dogma was definitely my favorite right. of the ones I've seen, but mm-hmm. you know, and I I don't know, it's just it technically it was like a lower wrong movie, like it had right. twenty seven thousand dollar budget. It's an indie. It started off as an indie movie, oh, yeah, this and that—that's um, what an indie movie is. That's not to say there aren't indie movies that surpass. You know, you know, like they don't appear like what their budget is because of you know, great thinking, but you transcend know, their boundaries. Yeah, yeah, they basically transcend their boundaries. But you know, sometimes that causes you to have to think outside the box. And he might have not thought it's out of the box as far as filming and you know sets and props or whatever he worked with what he had right and he managed to make us like a kind of an interesting story to watch within that boundary because you know if you were like oh we're gonna watch what it's like to be a clerk at like you know a quick stop i'd be like I, I'm I, I worked at JC Penny. I wouldn't want to watch someone working at JC Penny because I know what that's like. But they made it they made it interesting because of it was so quirky and weird, and because the characters were kind of out of this world in a way. Well, yeah, the, but the, but yeah. Uh, they were simultaneously out of the world, but also in the experience, the in the embodied experiences of people like us, because right. we've yeah. all had that dead end job. Working at a place where we've had to deal with these crazy recurring characters. We right. keep asking the price of the thing that's yeah. above I, their Exactly. Head. Well, the, I think that really is the ultimate, like, I think the thrust of what, what of the, like, what's good in this movie is that, like, it's a, it's a funny look at the, like, the weird superiority complex that people who work at these dumb jobs have. Yeah. And then it's like, like, we've all been on both sides of that counter. And so it's, it's a funny, like, it's a funny, like, we're going to show, like, how absurd this really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... It's something that happens every single day in our lives. Right. We go to, you know, maybe less so if you shop online exclusively. But. Hello, we, Amazon. Yeah, hello, <laughs> Amazon. Um, but if you go to a, a gas station, a grocery store, yeah. department store, whatever the case may be, it's, it's essentially taking, taking that everyday mundane interaction, putting it into a new container and saying, let's really poke fun at it. Let's really yeah. look at this and say, this is an utterly ridiculous thing that we do as part of right. our society, and I, and I like at the end he kind of yeah you, he kind of finally like puts a puts a pin at the end and is like we're just like why like we're just assholes to these people for basically no reason exactly and we're just like, doing this it, job. We're, we're doing it we, we and we have this unjustified hatred right. of these people but so I I, I I yeah I appreciate that aspect of the movie and I appreciate its I, I appreciate its like time capsule ness yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I do also as I think about it like. The movie also ends with just, like, it, it is a one act, like, you don't know what happens from it. Like, Dante doesn't go, like, I should, re- I should like, relook. He, he seems to talk about, like, I'm going to talk to Caitlin and Veronica and figure out stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it, there's nothing more of, like, and I should probably figure out, like, the college stuff. Or Randall going, like, maybe I shouldn't be as much of an ass. The, or, the movie yeah. doesn't you wrap know. up all of his problems at the yeah. end of it. And that's realistic. Right. That is truly realistic. And, and very, and very Ulyssian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that book also ends with, uh, with a similar situation. So it was like, I think he should have just pitched this as the, like... The, the the like nineties teenage version or like twenty something version of Ulysses, though you have to travel around and do that. But you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see anything else? Uh, I don't want to see anything. I would say I I would say I recommend watching this movie. Like if you if it sounds compelling, like yeah, I'd say this is worth watching. 
But I can also see why this would annoy a lot of people. Like, so I, I, I get why people like this, and I get why they don't. I think many people would be thrown off just for the fact that it's black and white, which again <laughs> was was because of how low budget he was. It yeah. was. Oh, that really was just not even an artistic choice. That was no. completely budget. Wow. Yeah, and 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 it actually makes the movie all the more endearing because of it. Also, if you claim to be a movie buff and you haven't seen Clerks, I feel like then you're not really a movie buff. Yeah, you're kind of full of shit. Yeah, there's like certain movies you have to watch if you're a movie buff. And I feel like Clerks is one of them just mm-hmm. because it it's not only proof that indie movies can make it, but it's also proof that you can start off with nothing and still make a movie that's considered good enough to be bought yeah. a big picture despite its simplicity. It's not all about having special effects and good the best well, equipment. Com- yeah. Comedy lends itself to that. Yeah. Like making a comedy movie just because that generally doesn't require a terrible amount of special effects. Because this right. movie is entirely just like a human zoo drama kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And I think the other part of it that's good is that there's these lessons. Well, I want them on maybe lessons, but perhaps these kinds of ideas, notions, and sentiments that just carry over, um, carry over multiple generations i mean the perhaps it's going to be less so as we go into the far future and everything gets automated and we all go into nuclear <laughs> war but at least yeah. at least L- for the forward. uh for the time being you know all of us can kind of look back and and, and see this film and think about and, and really think, think about, about how things were right. before the automation apocalypse yeah <laughs> before the automation apocalypse and really I'm, you know I'm, how mundane life can really seem sometimes or, or the thing Back I take when we is we're fighting the robots. And is, was, we were just working at this convenience store. Is how like how unimportantly important these problems are. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, just like oh my god, this girl. I, I'm with this girl, but I'm creating my own problems because I want to get with this girl. And you know, Randall's just creating problems by just randomly pissing off people yeah. and calling in, you know, nudie videos while somebody is there with their kid in his arms. It's like the way in which in we create arms. entertainment in our lives because we just feel that there is nothing. We just want to over dramatize or overblow or, or to, to just create upper, uh, this disproportionate response to a situation. Yeah, and he says like you make make you, you want to make it feel like the entire world rests on your decisions. Everything is this big thing. Yeah. But really you're just another you're just this fucking convenience clerk at a de- uh, working a dead end job in a store in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um New Jersey. Yeah. I, I I I will refrain my point that I think the everyone, everyone's acting just a little bit off except for Jason Mewes just because he's not really acting he's just playing himself I think the only actual person that was an actor was uh, Veronica yeah okay yeah, yeah. Uh, some of her dialogue but I mean that's she's reading lines yeah yeah and it's just like, I think I, the writing is I think some of the source of so yeah no she was she was quite good yeah uh, she was the only one I think but just was. poor like as a character that nail polish like, though poor Veronica that, that nail polish <laughs> just just working it on her fingers oh yeah so hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that, was, that was kind of a cute scene. Yeah. Like, you know, he wouldn't do that. I'd do that. I'm he just would not do uh, that. I would totally do just that. Oh my there. god, guys, draw ball on the podcast. <laughs> just, just sit there in a huffing like uh, Like nail you would just fumes. get you would get upset because I'd probably be shit at it. Yeah. Yeah, see? Uh, <laughs> I'd be good at it. I paint. I paint like. All right, let's do. Uh, let's right. do this. Uh, we're going to have a. See what, no, we're we'll have a Patreon nails. exclusive oh, of oh, uh, each oh, of us. Oh, I could paint. I could one paint, hand. I could paint in like watercolor. But wait, how could we each then, paint one hand? There are three of us. No, I, I meant the two of us. What you're in this now? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, you're talking about the it's podcast. A, it's a circle. So I mean, she only has two hands. Then what we do? We know about is that. What we do is each of us paints each other's hands. So, like, we just do it as a round table. Like, you would paint mine, paint I would hair. paint his. You know, you we barely have nails. That's the... not fair. And what the fuck is this? Is this a sorority house now? <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. We yeah, have better on. things to do. After that, we have let's popcorn. Keep... We talk about boys. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's keep things on track and get back to our, our particular ghost discussion. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, pay pay us money and you'll figure out what, what joke I just made. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. don't, don't. Uh, you should join the Patreon, but maybe you shouldn't just because of those awful things said. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, there's a reason why the explicit rating was put back on the podcast. <laughs> Taken off and put back on in the space of one episode. <laughs> we are good at our jobs. All right. Uh, anything else in relation to clerks or are we going to call this one? I think we're good. All right. I I do enjoy the movie. Yep. I enjoy Kevin Smith's works, maybe not for how I don't maybe not for its finesse, but just for the the fact that it's there. And that's an odd thing to it's, say. It's a very I, quotable movie. I'll say yeah, that. Oh, much. Yeah. It is. And it's a and there's just a, a distinctly human element to it. There you go. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. It, it, you just it's, there's something it's about earth, it. It's earthy. Yeah, it's just grounded. It just feels like, man. It sound it feels reductive for me to say, but it feels good that somebody like Kevin Smith could be a director because it means anyone can be a director. <laughs> right. Exactly. It sounds mean and direct and divisive like I, mean. He's, but, but it's, he's, not, but it's without, he's no. not without talent. No. Yeah. No. It, like, just, it means it means that you can do it. Yeah, it means that you have the the capacity if you have the vision and the motivation and the twenty seven thousand dollars. Just but, fucking do but it. If you but if you meet Kevin Smith at a party, like don't like he'll get, I, he sounds like someone who would suck you into a long discussion that ends with him like talking to a group of people who are all clustered out in front of him. Oh God, yes. Yeah. So uh, pass. But you know that's the thirty seven. That's the thirty seven. Thirty seven dicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean, that's, all, all thirty seven. Yeah, all thirty seven. So every time that Kevin Spacey has this following, it's <laughs> about, it's Spacey. always. Do you think Kevin Smith can leave the house? Oh my gosh! I just said Kevin Spacey. Uh, <laughs> it's Kevin Smith. I can my, tell you about the time. Yeah, thirty seven dicks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, think about it. Just this, this group. Just look at the group. Count the number of people. If there are thirty seven people, in a listening row? intently. Listening intently to Kevin Smith, you know where it came from. All right. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple! Oh I don't know God. where you're going with that. I just, I just, it's, it's a conspiracy theory about oh, 37 okay. people always being in. Being I think the number is 23. 37, 37 equals 10. 10 movies made by Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. K S. What I, I'm making shit up. This is how conspiracy theories work. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just take a, an idea and you just keep bouncing with one fact to the next fact. I like to imagine Alex Jones comes up with these ideas, but he just like stares himself in a mirror and just like twenty seven <laughs> black flag. Yeah, <laughs> helicopters, United Nations. <laughs> <laughs> Monsanto. And he just comes out like five hours later. Like, all right, got it. <laughs> just a word. It's just it's a word jumble. He's yes. just kind of <laughs> he's got bo- he's got like eight boggle sets and just like pours all the dice together. It's just, he's just got a the government. He's got a billion Mad Libs packets that he's just putting. In. <laughs> okay. Gaddafi. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that will be uh, that'll be clerks. That is Clerks. The movie came out, uh, what are we at, 23 years ago? Uh, uh, 1994. I was only four years old at the time. Likewise. Wow, what a child. And Dante, Dante would have sold me cigarettes. He would have. Well, Dante never sell you cigarettes. No, he's a good guy. He would yeah. have sold you cigarettes. He's a good guy, except that he's not. Randall would have sold you cigarettes. Now, l- now listen would. to me. Listen okay. To me. Okay. All right. I'm listening. Randall is an alternate ego of Dante. Are you positing a fight? Are you positing a fight <laughs> okay. club scenario? Sir? So, as hey, a result, Tyler he manifests as his other character in the physical appearance, but in reality, if you look into the subconscious mind of Randall, if you notice, Don Randall only touches red things during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Randall is actually it's really dead. It is a dead it, ghost. It is, what is, what is, the it is totally Dante. Room two thirty. What is that one? Two thirty-seven. Ma- no, that's not that. Anyway. Yeah, Clerks. So, yeah. All right. So that's been Clerks. Uh, Kevin Smith's first entry into this. Uh, next week we are going to be doing Eric's. Yeah. Well, presentation. Next, next week you will hear about it, but we will be doing the Adventures of Tintin, the like the animated show that was released in English and I think other languages. Because there are actually two shows, and one of them is like from the fifties. Okay, so there's the Adventures of Tintin, not to be confused with the movie that was actually released recently. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> oh, no. oh boy, I, I know nothing about it, so I'll be interested. This should be fun. Um, yeah, so uh, hold on to your asses. Yep, yeah, and then after that, we will be doing uh, Sabrina's pick, which is going to be 
here come the men in black. I mean, she really just picked that as a formality because we all just like that movie's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, could, we could all easily have just said, oh, yeah, men in black. Yeah. Good to go. Ah, uh, Will Smith back in the day. Uh, back when he was not crazy. Yeah. He's uh, still hot as shit, though. Is he? Would you fuck him? Hell yeah, but he's married, so. Okay. I respect, you, I, respect, have... I respect okay. his wife, okay? okay? Okay, okay. I respect his wife. Okay, but uh, another have question. You seen After Earth? Ghost? No. That movie's not good for me. <laughs> Ghost Ooh, Will Smith. there we go. There we go. Yeah, Ghost Will Smith. He should be in the remake of that, of, like, now that Swayze's gone, they should remake Ghost, and he, he, he's the ghost. <laughs> we can't remake Ghost. Why? I don't think you could remake Ghost and oh, make Oh, come on, Will better. Smith can, like, ghost, help you ghost pot, or, uh... Make a ghost pot. Ghost pottery. What, what is the verb for making a, making pottery? To potter? Uh, Throw w- a wheel throwing? I don't think that's... No, it's some... Um, oh, boy. Please leave a comment <laughs> telling us... If you, you are a professional, like... Potist. Potterer. Bar- potterer. If you potterer. do... Uh, pottery maker. Professional pottery maker. If you maker. are into pot for a living, please tell yeah. us... Uh, California <laughs> and if, uh, Colorado listeners and if you happen to be selling ceramic pots please let me know yeah if, if you got anything like hook me up yeah <laughs> uh, you can send uh, those things across to us at podcast at <laughs> satfriendsclub.com and if you send something to podcast you will get a <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll get a coupon you'll get, uh, a, you'll get a time and location <laughs> uh, add some uh, some fresh kush yeah um, let's see uh, we have uh, Twitter accounts there is the at sat friends club which I'm trying to use and I need to start pushing off to Eric yeah you want yeah, I, I'm just gonna start tweeting about random stuff yeah that that's all Twitter is for oh no, that's true okay that, that is what it's for I, uh, it. I am hey I'm Josh Phoenix uh you have uh Eric or not Eric uh, you, I, was, I, was, I, I like this because Josh was looking at me and <laughs> said Eric here's Eric and then me and then Eric again <laughs> no Martin uh, what's yours it's at Rommel pants I retweet kittens all right and Sabrina at McBirdie turdy she does YouTube vids. We we did something where we were eating poppin' Japanese candy stuff. You can find that. Uh, and as I said, we have a Patreon. Go over to Patreon, find Sat Friends Club, and we will have stuff there, including our other episodes. Uh, I need to get these two goobers over here some images so we can update the images with them Yo, as yeah. well. Yes, you see cartoon with light suits. And what is erotic? Yes, it'll be a what wonderful shirt. Is- Jeez. No dicks on the shirt. No, there will be no. It's <laughs> there, there will going be, to be the words. Yeah, there will be no dicks. No can dicks it, on the shirt, maybe be, on you. Can you have like the artist draw your arm like this in just such a way that there's like a negative space dick? <laughs> Could we do that? Uh, please, please hide some phallic, something phallic on him. Oh my God. Just like hanging out of the back pocket. Never show this to I my mean, parents. I just draw cute little cartoon dicks on post-it notes and I put them around the office sometimes just to, when I get just bored. Just to inspire you. <laughs> Plus my coworkers get a kick out of it when I do yeah, that. They get a dick out of it too. Yeah, that too. And that's been the Sad Friends Club for this week. Can't get any better than that. Nope, uh, we, nope, will, nope. we will return next week with a much more chaste episode with the adventures of Tintin. Uh, a, lo- yeah, a lot more guns. <laughs> yeah, more guns and violence and death. So we will go ahead and catch you then. Uh, Till then, sleep well, everyone. Yes, Bye. good night. Bye.